0: Debates, roasting, and fun in Jeep Nation's newest podcast, Breaking Ring Rust. And it starts right now. Welcome, Jeeks, to another episode of Breaking Ring Rust, a pro wrestling podcast by Jeek Nation. My name is Rockin' Mr. Magic, and I'm excited to bring you today's Wrestlemania Edition episode. So let's get into the weekend, y'all. So today is Saturday, April the 4th, and it is officially Wrestlemania Weekend. Now, if you've been somewhere under a rock, which you're probably supposed to be during this quarantine time, uh, WrestleMania is, for the first time, a two-day event. Today the 4th and tomorrow the 5th will be WrestleMania. Due to the moving from Tampa to the Performance Center uh, because of this coronavirus COVID-19 uh, pan, uh, epidemic. So, today's episode, we're going to talk about predictions for WrestleMania 36, and your boy and Mr. Magic here is going to share with you my five favorite WrestleMania matches. I was hoping to have the cold hard JT on here with me uh, for this episode to share his five Um, But we will probably bring him on after Mania to share his five favorite WrestleMania matches and get his uh, feedback on the two day event show. So to start about the things we already know, I'm going to talk about my five favorite Mania matches of all time. These five uh, are not in any particular order. And that's probably because uh, I waffle back and forth on which ones I like more. Just year after year, one just seems to jump out a little bit more than the other. But these five to me are quintessential. If someone says to me, I need to watch a match to see how special WrestleMania is, I'm going to say you need to watch one of these five matches, just all five of these matches. This will, actually just one. I would say just one of these matches will let you know how special of an event WrestleMania is. So for the first, it's going to be the first Mania match that I saw that just jumped out to me. Um, It's not the oldest match on this list, but it's the first one that I saw. And that is WrestleMania 10. Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, ladder match for the Intercontinental title. If you, for some reason, are a wrestling jig and you haven't seen this match, there's something wrong with you. This match is amazing. Um, it is the background, the jumpstart for all the ladder matches that you've seen since. It's the granddaddy of ladder matches in the WWF slash WWE and Shawn Michaels and Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon, put on an amazing show. Uh, Shawn Michaels gets most of the credit when you hear people talk about it. You know, the the people that were there, the Bruce Pritchards and, and such. Um, Shawn gets so, so much praise for it and and, and rightfully so. Scott Hall wasn't 100%, but he still did a great job um, with this match. Uh, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. And it's one of those matches that I can put on, and it's never old. This this match is fantastic. A, a true clinic in a gimmick match being believable and and f- telling a fantastic story, culminating the end to a great feud Over the Intercontinental title. Um, If you. Again. If you don't know the story of this feud real quick. Shawn Michaels was the Intercontinental champion. He gave up the title. uh, Due to an injury. But still held the physical belt. Razor Ramon subsequently won a tournament for the title. And was the new Intercontinental champion. When Shawn returned from injury. He was like hey I'm still the champion. What's going on? And so he still paraded around with his belt while Razor had his belt. And at WrestleMania, they put both belts above, suspended above the ladder, and they had this fantastic, amazing match. Watch the match. Watch the fuel build up if you're able to, but definitely watch that match. Uh, and the next on my list is no surprise, also a Shawn Michaels match. And that is HBK versus Kurt Angle. This was, especially if you listen to Kurt Angle talk about this match afterwards, this match was simply phenomenal. This was the first time these two had locked up one-on-one. And when you hear Kurt talk about it, he mentioned they really they didn't really go over the match they they pretty much called it in the ring, um, they didn't plan anything, uh, they went out and they immediately had fantastic chemistry, the the build up to this match as well was just uh, amazing, the sexy Kurt promo having uh, Kurt mock H P K theme song and having Sherry uh, sensational Sherry R I P uh, with him during that was fantastic uh everything was so was so well done um as is typical with Shawn michaels and especially in the second half of his career but this match was it wasn't a surprise that they had a great match because kurt is a wrestling machine and Shawn michaels is to me and most the greatest in-ring performer ever Uh, but it still jumped out in a surprising fashion that they just had such great chemistry in ring uh, despite the fact that they hadn't worked. I mean we had seen Sean and Brett so many times, so it was of course they had they could they worked great matches together. We saw the Iron Man match we saw so many Brett and Sean matches we saw you know even though their WrestleMania fourteen match wasn't great because of Sean's back injury, uh, we know him and Austin had, you know, worked the, the house show loops and they had worked hundreds you know a hundred times over. We knew they had chemistry. Um for them for Sean and Kurt to not have had all these matches under their belts where they have they knew each other, they learned each other, they knew how to how to work each other them just having this virtually flawless match was absolutely amazing. It's a true clinic, um, great story, and a must-watch. It was an instant classic that, honestly, I don't think that people were expecting, even though we should have, just looking at the names, we should have said, this is going to be an instant classic. Um, But I think, also, people kind of felt that they wouldn't click for, for whatever reason. Um, I know myself, I kind of was like, huh, I'm not sure how that's going to work. They're both amazing. I love them both, but I just wasn't sure how it was going to work. And it (laughs) worked out better than I think anybody could have anticipated. Um, Sean versus Kurt. Fantastic. Jumped instantly into one of my top five. um, see number three on number three on my list again not in any particular order um, it's a match that people often consider to be the greatest WrestleMania match ever Um, and and if it's not in your book it's definitely in the argument Um, it's one of the most technical um, and precise matches I've ever seen and it is the Macho Man, Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania III. For In my opinion, Savage Steamboat is just one of the most amazing matches you'll ever watch. Um, it took place in the 80s, so it's not going to have all the uh the high spots that you're to you accustomed to seeing accompanied in a, a match now for two guys who were very athletic uh, they told a fantastic story uh, that culminated a fantastic feud and great build-up for the dragon and macho man and those you know macho man fans and most wrestling fans know uh, the Macho Man was known for being extremely meticulous, uh, planning everything out and holding true to that pattern. They planned out a fantastic epic match. Uh, I, I felt it stole the show. Um, it's the best match on the card. Um, and they did just an amazing, amazing job with this match. The dragon becoming intercontinental champion, just a fantastically worked scripted, beautiful storytelling. Just it's it's an amazing match. Um, I don't know anybody that has, that has a bad thing to say about this match. Uh, it's 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 so good, so very good. Number four on this list is. Uh, Rock versus... No, not Austin. No, I'm not talking about WrestleMania 17. I am talking Rock versus Hogan. Icon versus Icon. Talker versus Pythons. This match had so much pop. I couldn't... I I was... I couldn't believe it. One, I, I thought that everyone and I say everyone in a general sense, was tired of Hogan. I knew you know, Hogan had been gone for so many years, and I thought that the, even though he would always be a WWF guy, um, I thought his time away in WCW, him returning as a member of the NWO, that he had been gone long enough where the crowd would be behind Rock primarily and Hogan would be the heel coming in and I knew some fans would cheer him because it's Hogan, but I did not expect the huge ovations that he got. I did not expect when the NWO were doing their heel stuff and beating Rock and you know and hitting his ambulance with a semi that the fans would be cheering it like like he was the face I I was not expecting that level of, of, of Hulk adoration to be coming from the WWF fans and even though I wish that Vince had respected the NWO property he bought and did the NWO and the WWF um storyline with some respect um, to that creation I think the putting the emphasis on Hogan and Rock was the right choice they could have done that split and still respected the NWO adding Big Show and and Xbox and let the NWO um, run wild so to speak, even if you split Hogan out of it, uh, I really think they, you know, Hogan still loses the match, but even if you split Hogan out of it, or keep him in, you still could have done the NWO storyline a whole, whole lot better. Um, But this match, I mean, everything they did, the fans popped for, you know, every, every big boot, every leg drop, every rock bottom, I mean, it was... It was so loud. I remember watching. And that was a WrestleMania I could not skip. Like, there was no way I was not going to watch that mania after the build-up for the match. Um, The promos were fantastic. I still remember Hogan cutting the flavor of the month promo on on Rock. It was fantastic. And I'm not one to, you know, dump a whole lot of uh, praise. Onto Hogan, but it was it was done so well between everyone involved, and it was a fantastic match. Uh, I did not like the aftermath of the whole, you know, Nash and Hall running in on Hogan to attack him. I thought that was stupid, but, you know, again, that's whole whole Vince making that decision to make w- a WCW creation. One that particularly kicked his butt for many, many weeks. Um, you know, he just did that to make them look bad. That was Vince being Petty Vince. But that match was fantastic. And a very, it's the it's one of those, just, it's so fun to watch. Obviously, it's not going to be as technically um, sound and beautiful as the HPK matches or the Savage and Steamboat, but still a fantastic, fantastic watch. And the last, number five, on my top five WrestleMania matches list is another Shawn Michaels match, of course. HBK is my dude. But this one um, involves the other Mr. WrestleMania, the one who had the streak that lasted so, so long, and that is HBK versus Undertaker at WrestleMania twenty-five. The retirement match. Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker. I mean to, to me, I mean, this one's in that argument for best Mania match ever. You know, Shawn and Taker, they've had so many epic classic battles, you know, from Hell in a Cell to their previous Mania match. You know, they've had, they've had so many and they've all been fantastic. Like those two get in the ring together and they do not disappoint. I, I, it's, it's amazing to me how well they worked for a big and a little together and made it believable because there's so many big guys and get there with, you know, these little guys and the match doesn't look believable when the little guys is succeeding and winning. They make it, they make it, they made it work so many times, and just the everything about this match in this feud was just fantastic. Um, of course, I personally was sad for Sean to retire, for Sean to go, um, because he's my favorite personally, but my god, this match was fantastic. Um, the look, especially on Taker's face, you know, when he hits the tombstone on Sean, Sean kicks out and the look, I mean the cell of that look where when Sean kicks out and Taker's face clearly says, I can't believe he just kicked out of that. Um it it's it was everything about it was was fantastic. Even to the finish, um great reversal into the tombstone. is it is a work of art. Between HBK and Undertaker. Um, it's one of those ones where it's probably the the match that I would say if you're going to watch one match to explain how special Mini is, that's probably the first match I'm pointing to. I said you've got to watch this match. This this match everything is there from the, the technical side of the wrestling the storytelling the drama and the emotion that's there especially since it was a retirement match streak versus career i there you you feel the stakes in this match where so many matches unfortunately in the modern era we don't feel the stakes as much the stakes were there you felt it There, you felt the tension in the air, it was. It's such an amazing, amazing match. And definitely one of those matches where you can just simply re rewatch it and rewatch it, and and you still get chills on how amazing this match is. So that's five. One, two, three, four, five. Time, five. Time, five. Time. My top five WrestleMania matches. HBK versus Razor Ramon. HBK versus Taker at WrestleMania 25. HBK versus Kurt Angle. Savage versus Steamboat. Hogan versus The Rock. And so, Jeeks, as always, I want you to join in on the conversation. I want to know what you think of my top five WrestleMania matches. I want to know what your top five Mania matches are. So, always, if you're not in the Jeek Nation community on Facebook. Search for it, Jeek Nation community. Join, make sure you hit agree on the rules, which are pretty much just, you know, don't be a jerk. And join in on the conversation and fun. You know, tell us what you thought of this segment. Tell us what your top five media matches are. Join in on the other conversations of other fellow Jeeks as we talk about wrestling gaming, sports, and etc so next here we are talking about Wrestlemania 36 36 Wrestlemania which is, which is wild and this 36 Wrestlemania is historic in that it's a two day event like I said, due to you know the, the serious uh, epidemic we've got going on here and We're going to have some predictions, so if you're not familiar with the card, I'm going to just go through the matches that are on the card and give my predictions on them. So the first match we're going to talk about here is the WWE Championship, Brock Lesnar the champion, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. And if you haven't seen like on IG, Drew McIntyre has been wilding out with this uh, like strongman style workouts he's been doing. My man, ooh, McIntyre is that dude is jacked, man. That is he is a beast. He is (laughs) he ain't no joke. Uh, If you didn't see the Royal Rumble, McIntyre won the Royal Rumble, uh, getting him his shot at WrestleMania. Um, and essentially beginning his face turn, which I personally am not a huge fan of. Heel McIntyre, in my opinion, should have been champion already, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, My prediction is Drew McIntyre goes over at WrestleMania and becomes WWE champion for the first time, and it's it's overdue. Um, Again, I wish he was doing it as a heel, but Drew McIntyre... WWE Champion edition is—it's overdue. It really, really is something that should have happened a long time ago. Long, long time ago. So, uh, what do we have next here—the uh, Universal Championship, the the blue the blue belt—Goldberg, um, which I can't believe I'm saying champion, she's just stupid, uh, versus Braun Strowman. Uh Roman Reigns had pulled out of this match, you know, since, you know, Roman Reigns, who I like, just for some reason happens to get put into all these championship matches, even though he wasn't the champion, it was the fiend, Bray Wyatt, but you know, whatever. Um Roman Reigns pulled out prior to WrestleMania taping. So, it was announced that Goldberg will be defending against Braun Strowman. (sighs) To be perfectly honest, I don't care about this match. Like, in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Like, I don't even want to see it. This match, to me, it doesn't need to exist. I don't know why this match exists. Like it, The fact that Goldberg is a champion to me is just such a slap in the face to every other active roster member. Um, it, I understand you pray Goldberg out there for the Saudi Arabia events because you make a whole, whole, whole lot of money having him there. But, putting the strap on him, just, it's, it's its dumb. It's just a dumb move. But, since I'm making a prediction, I'm predicting that they finally put the belt, a championship, a heavyweight championship, on Braun Strowman, because 58-year-old, well, oh, I don't know, it's 52, 53, or 50-something-year-old Goldberg does not need, or probably as this, you know, part timer who comes in here and there does not need to hold on to the championship for this extended amount of time. I don't even. I, my guess is that this is longer than they even probably initially anticipated. So Braun Strowman becomes champion, and we have a WrestleMania where we have two first-time uh, w, uh, two first-time champions becoming champion, um, very similar to the. Uh, you know, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero night where they both became champion first time and on the same night, uh, I believe we're going to see a repeat of that. Um, obviously no celebratory hug between McIntyre and Stroman, but I do believe we'll see two first timers, um, on this WrestleMania. Um, next edge versus Randy Orton, um, I believe Edge wins this match. Um, it's a match where I, I'm not a fan of Edge, so I, I don't have any very vested interest in this. And uh, but it's I honestly, I believe it's I believe this is a match that could definitely steal the show. Um, you know the history between Edge and Randy Orton from their Rated RKO days. Uh, I think they did a great job setting this feud up at Royal Rumble uh, with Edge eliminating Orton at the Rumble after Orton kind of teased a, um, you know, an, an attack and then went for the RKO on Edge before Edge reversed it. Um, I thought that was set up well. Orton is a fantastic heel. One of the best heels ever, in my opinion, Um And I think they have, you know, they've done this feud well, even from Orton's attacks on Beth Phoenix. Uh, Orton has carried this feud, kept the heat up, and I believe that the fans will get uh, another feel-good moment uh, at this mania with Edge getting the win on Randy Orton. Especially if, from what I've heard is true, that Edge signed a three-year deal, but I don't know how many matches that includes. Um, and I, of course, I don't know how his health is holding up. And for, you know, even though I'm not an edge guy, an edge fan, I don't want anybody unhealthy. Um, I want him to be able to, you know, have a a full livelihood. So I really hope that his health holds up. Um, but, and if it does and everything's going well, health wise for edge and that, you know, I don't know how full-time status he is, but, or if it's like a, Part time or somewhere in the middle. I hope that if Edge, if Edge gets the the win, which I believe he does, that this will continue to um, allow him to be to be used more um, throughout the year. That the, he won't just disappear because uh, fans, you know, have missed him for what nine years, I think. And um, you know, for those fans that really like Edge, I think that they should get a bit more of Edge. He shouldn't disappear for a while after this. Especially if he's healthy, you'll continue to use him. Um, you know, continue to let him get some wins here and there. But you know, as an older, uh, as an older veteran, you know, multiple-time champion, you know, let's use him to tell some great stories and, and help build up some of this younger talent. After that, we've got the Firefly Funhouse match of uh john cena versus the fiend bray wyatt uh i i I, i'm sick and tired of john i've been sick and tired of john cena for a very 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 long time um so honestly i hope that he gets absolutely destroyed um and to me if john's gonna do what's best for business which i don't which i don't know if i can see because we can't see him um, Bray White, in my opinion goes over in this match because that's what would be best for business John's part time he's making bad movies um, he went from making hot garbage movies to making cold trash movies um, and he's making money and you know that's, that's good for John um, to me the best thing for John would be to do what's best for business put the fiend over and you know he go out there, he does his five moves. Uh, he gets the crowd to pop. If they're pro Cena, if they're a pro Cena crowd, well, there's no crowd. What am I talking about? Um, so I don't know what the point of that is. Cause the whole thing of having Cena is there to get a pop out of a crowd. Um, and there's no crowd to pop. So I hope he goes over there and just puts him over. I hope he, you know, John doesn't get blown up cause he's been out for a while. Um, but I hope he goes over there and, You know he works well with Bray, and puts him over, and that's that. And it makes it makes Bray look like the monster that they're trying to build him. Well, we're trying to build him. I don't know what they're doing. Maybe trying to rebuild the monster that they initially built up in Bray Wyatt by having him not squash John Cena, but convincingly beat John Cena. All right. Next is the. Raw Women's Championship. The next is the Raw Women's Championship champion Becky Lynch versus the Queen of Spades Shayna Baszler. After, uh, well, if you don't know the setup, Baszler essentially, you know, weeks and weeks ago attacked Lynch and did some dumb vampire stuff and you know drew out some blood. Um, which was just weird. Uh, all of a sudden, Shannon Baszler's a vampire out of nowhere. It was really dumb. But these two will have a match, and I want Baszler to win. is my preference to win this match. Um, I like Becky Lynch, but I, I believe that things have gone very stale with Becky Lynch. Um, the whole the man thing has gone stale. Uh, especially since they have continued and continued and continued to try to turn Becky Lynch into a female still Cold Steve Austin. Um, I think they're going to have Becky Lynch uh, retain her championship, but in my personal opinion, uh, Shayna Baszler should, should get the win uh, and become champion, but I still I feel that Becky's going to, to retain here. And We have what I still feel is really odd, um, but I guess it's trying to legitimize NXT as a third brand and not just a developmental brand and that is the NXT Women's Championship. uh, The champion Rhea Ripley being challenged by the self-proclaimed Miss WrestleMania Charlotte Flair. This this is going to be interesting. This is going to be a real test, um, to where, to see where Ripley is because Flair arguably is the best women's worker, um, on the WWE roster. Um, and she's one of the best women's workers in the world. Um, I mean, uh, to Oscar's up on that list. Uh, Tessa Blanchard is also up on that list. Um, there's there's not many women out there that are doing it better and as consistently well as Charlotte Flair's. So this is going to be a real test to see where Ripley is. Um, and I think this is a blessing in disguise for Ripley to not have the crowd there um, because I think that'll probably make it somewhat easier for her to not have the crowd present as she as she performs uh, against Charlotte Flair, um, but this is going to be really interesting to see if Ripley can can really do it against a, a competitor of that level. Um, and that on that level on that stage, again different because you're not in the arena with all those fans, and you know making the moment even bigger. But this is still the biggest moment, you know, technically in the wrestling calendar. And I like Ripley a lot, but this is going to be a a really big test to see where she is and can she be a major player uh, in the women's division. Next is a match that I would love to care about because I love both wrestlers, but I just don't want to see it. And that's the Undertaker versus AJ Styles. I, I just don't understand. I don't understand it. I, I don't understand why. I don't know how much money Taker is getting from these matches. It, it's just. The ones against Gold, Goldberg match was horrible. Just, the tag match against the Yags not, you know, a year and a half ago now, roughly, was very tough to watch. I love you Undertaker. I do. I respect you. And I thank you for the years and years and years of great work. But my my man, it's it's over. Like for real, it it's done. Like you're not a young man anymore. You know, these the matches you've had of late have been really just—they've been, been bad. Um, you know, they had him squash Styles with you know with a choke slam, not even the tombstone, single choke slam at you know the Super Showdown gauntlet match. Um, I, I just. And and, and, what, and what is a boneyard match even supposed to be? Like, I don't have no idea what boneyard match means. Do we have to hit people with bones? Are we going to have dogs dig up the bones? Or are they going to be... Like, what is a boneyard match? I don't even think we got any rules explaining what a boneyard match is. We just threw this gimmick name on it. Like, this whole concept is stupid. And... And AJ Styles, as you know, great as he is, he's had so many comparisons to Shawn Michaels. People are going to hope for a high quality match because of the level of ability that AJ has. But Taker, it, unless you know he's gotten you know this uh, a fifth wind, where he's going to be able to really make something happen here. This is not going to be some fantastic classic Mania match. I just. And we don't know what even it is. Like there's 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 no stakes, it's just this whole thing is silly. Um and no one was asking for this match. You know? If anything, let take a rest and and pray that Sting can have one final match and they can we can finally they can finally get the whole Taker versus Sting, super old man match, at least people have been wanting to see that, even though they're way too old to do it, at least it's something people have been asking for, no one asked for Styles and Taker no one asked for a Boneyard match that we don't even know what it is, like this whole thing is stupid I I honestly do not care who wins this match Um, my guess is that Taker wins the match because it's Mania and it's Taker Um, but we're talking about the a super part-timer and a 42-year-old guy who's you know in fantastic shape performing well but he's on his final run this is this is you know AJ Styles is you know this is his victory lap you know this is his final run so who who, who is this match for like who is it benefiting yeah I, it's not benefiting really either wrestler for for taker to win doesn't help him any he's not out there competing all the time and if they're going to use aj for one more um serious you know wwe or universal title run or an extended you know intercontinental championship run or another u.s title run then it makes sense if he goes over because they're going to use that to you know to boost him and in, back into a title picture okay but if that's not the case, then what is the point? And what is a boneyard match? I still have no idea what the whole point of that is. All right. Um, Ke- Kevin Owens versus Seth the midnight uh, the Monday night, I will said midnight. what's wrong with me? The Monday night Messiah, Seth Rollins this should be to me a fantastic match just b- between what these two guys are able to do in the ring um i'm i'm feeling a heel win here for for Rollins. um i think there's going to be a whole lot of face wins so far um and i'm thinking a heel go i'm thinking it's really time for a heel win here uh for kevin owens to to go down to seth Rollins. um it, I mean, it could go either way, but I, my gut is saying Seth Rollins wins this match. A very entertaining, a very fun match to, to watch. Um, definitely one I think is going to to get uh, a good rating out of probably anybody but Dave Meltzer. Dave uh, but it should be fantastic. Um, these guys, they, they know each other well and they work well. I think we're going to see uh some very entertaining stuff um you know probably a little bit of a some some heel schma stuff near the end but definitely definitely fun to watch and we have uh the smackdown women's championship elimination match um bailey the champion who i've thoroughly enjoyed as heel bailey um, hasn't been like it's not the best heel woman's work ever but it's a change for bailey i like the change and i think she's done well as a you know coward heel running away champions at some time at some points and you know you know attacking from behind i think she, i think bailey's done a really really good job with that i would like i would like it if they made her dress a little more heelish a little you know, a little darker um, the Bailey on, on her chest is still kind of bright and fun. Like, you know, if her, if her gear or even if this was like a t-shirt or something that looked edgier, I mean, it was spray painted, scrawled on and looked a little edgier, a little more heelish. Um, you know, I think it would help get her, her heel character, her heel persona over more. Uh, so Bailey champion versus Lacey Evans. Tamina which you know she's been hurt forever love her but she's always hurt uh, Naomi and Sasha banks uh, the interesting part is you know will will Sasha banks be trying to get the bell herself or will you know she be uh, you know helping Bailey preserve her t- her championship uh, you know honestly I don't I don't know who's going to win this match. I think Bailey's dropping the title. That is my thought on that. Um I don't okay, I don't think Tamina's going to win the match. I mean, I just she's kind of thrown in there. Um I think the it really depends upon what Vince is thinking and really whoever knows what Vince is thinking. But to me, either you put the belt on someone who hasn't had it or hasn't had in a while for something fresh and so that would be Lacey Evans or Naomi who hasn't had in a while never got her her title shot after that she had earned um but i don't think Lacey Evans is ready to be to carry a, a par, you know to partially carry the women's division um and i and i don't know if they believe in Naomi enough uh, to put the belt back on her uh, to me the, and Tamina again I like her but she's always hurt and in my opinion Tamina's best role right now would to be enforcer for somebody um, you know somewhere between a, a glorified manager and, and a tag team partner which was obviously going starting to go well when before Nia Jax got injured uh, that looked like it was going well. So I don't think they put the bell on Tamina. Best story in my opinion, and especially if Vince does not fully believe in Heel Bailey, would be to have Banks turn on her to get the win, take the belt, turn Bailey back to a face, and let those two have a feud where Bailey is a face again and she feels betrayed by her friend sasha who's of course always looking out for herself and let them have you know a feud that lasts to maybe summer slam if you can extend it that long um but that would be my choice if i'm doing the story i think that you get the best bang for your buck there you get the most interesting story out of it and that was so my if, if, if I'm going to make that my prediction based off of what I would do in this instance so I would put the belt on Sasha Banks so I say Sasha Banks goes over and becomes the new Smackdown Women's Champion Intercontinental championship Sami Zayn champion defending against Daniel Bryan yes movement, Daniel Bryan is one of my least favorite things of all in wrestling I never liked it um I've never been a Daniel Bryan fan um, as far as his characters go, his gimmicks go Uh, I am of course a huge Daniel Bryan fan as far as what he does in the ring he's amazing Um, and I like Sami Zayn and I'm glad they actually gave him a championship because it's been a long time Uh, and I would like Sami Zayn to retain that championship and I think getting a win over Someone as amazing as Daniel Bryan would be a huge boost to making Sami Zayn someone that people take seriously. Um, He came in when he returned from that injury. We talked about this on this podcast before when Sami Zayn made his return and cut that amazing heel promo and they did absolutely nothing with it. It's time to utilize Sami Zayn and utilize him with some respect. Keep the title on him. Make him look good make Sami Zayn look the way he should be, and that is as the Intercontinental Champion. Sami Zayn retains against Daniel Bryan. Next match is the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. We have The Miz and Morrison as champions defending against The New Day and defending against The Usos in a ladder match. This is going to be interesting because The Miz and Morrison... um, you know, I mean, they, they were a tag team many, many years ago, and it's good to see Morrison back in WWE. Uh, New Day and Usos, I mean, they have been involved in almost every tag team feud uh, for a long, long time. And they have fantastic chemistry and they've put on some great classic matches. This is a tough call. Um, the New Day recently had the belts. Um, and not that long ago, the Usos were the Raw Tag Championship. And not that long ago, the Usos were the Raw Tag Team Champions. Um, before their alcohol issues, you know, took them off TV and got some rest and potentially some some treatment for that, um, which I definitely hope so because I like I like the I like Jimmy and Jay a lot. Um, they're they're one of my favorite modern tag teams. Yes, they rely on the super kicks and and they need to shore up those Samoan drops. But I I like the Usos a lot. Uh, my honestly, my it's, it's a tough call. My guess is Vince likes the Usos a lot as well, um, and I have a feeling that the Usos walk out of WrestleMania as the SmackDown tag team champions. I don't see Miz and Morrison. Um, lasting long as a tag team Um, Miz has had too much success uh, as a singles competitor um, and Morrison has had too much success as a singles competitor um, in the indies to have them remain for a long time what they were back in you know feuding against you know Sean and and, and Triple H is uh, reformed DX like you know, they were younger kids doing that. They're they're grown men who've had successful careers as standing on their own two legs, you know, they don't need to be beholden to a tag team because they're back in WWE. I think this has been a, you know, fun throwback um for them, but for them to seriously use the two of them and and use them effectively into what skills that they have honed as competitors and performers Uh, they need to be individuals so I feel that this reunion of a tag team between Miz and Morrison is uh, dissolved by this loss Um, I think the Usos are the ones who walk away uh, as champions now there is a bit of interesting information I don't know if it's true but Um, The rumor is that uh, from from PW Insider, uh, they reported that uh, The Miz did not take part in WrestleMania 36 taping. So if that's true, and again, I don't know, but if that's true, then it's likely that this match did not happen and we'll see something else. So if you're watching the show and you don't see this match happen, that's possibly the reason why. Um, next is the Raw Tag Team Championship. And that is the Champion Street Profits. It's, we want to smoke. We want the smoke. We want to smoke. Yeah. We want the smoke. Uh, they will be defending against Austin Theory and Angel Garza. This match... Uh, I, I there's, there's not a lot of... Interest in me in this match, like it, it should be, it should be a good match. But there's not, there's not much invested in for me in this match. I think the street profits go over. It would be silly to put the titles on them so quickly and just to take them off. Of course, we've seen that before. But it seems like there's been uh, a build in that Vince sees some value in the three profits. You know, putting the NXT titles on them and them holding them for a decent amount of time, having them on Raw for. That time, um, kind of, uh, I can't even describe what they were. They were they were being entertaining, you know, kind of being live updates <laughs> in, in segments throughout the shows uh, before they were officially on the Raw roster. So I really think that um, I think the three props go over. They defend their titles successfully at WrestleMania, and I, I think they're. I mean, between the four competitors, they should put on a decent match just uh just just no more no more botches like that okay montez that was that was not pretty my friend you're you're an amazing athlete but let's let's not let's not mess up any more moonsaults like that all right um next is the women's tag team championship the kabuki warriors defending against alexa bliss and nikki cross uh uh, I, i you know i don't like alexa bliss um, I love Nikki Cross. I like the Kabuki Warriors. I love Oscar. I like <clears throat> I like Kyrie Um Alexa Bliss, you know, got a singles win over Oscar. Um, you know, to to get the tag team tunnel match. I don't want Bliss. I'm going to say the Kabuki Warriors win, even though they're probably going to have Bliss and Cross win. Uh, I would like to see the Kabuki Warriors defend their championship. Continue the heat. Uh, between Asuka and, and, and Alexa, but they'll probably, they'll probably have a face victory here, um, and put the titles on, on Bliss and Cross. Um, uh, for, for some, I mean, I, I liked heel tag teams as champions more than face tag teams in, in general. Um, it's gotta be a real special face tag team for me to really, to really like them. Um. Or they, gotta be, you know, there's got to be has got to be something about them that really makes me want want them to have the belts um, but you know this story is also run for a while so it, it may time it may be time for the story to run its course have a culmination you know have a face victory and you know start a new chapter for for each of these teams. however, I would like to see, it be more I, I think Alexa Bliss is a better heel. I don't like Alexa Bliss as a face. I don't really like her character at all, but I really think she's best as a heel. So personally, if I was booking things, this would be the time. This would be when Alexa Bliss turns on Nikki Cross and dissolves that team and she go back, she goes back to being uh heel Alexa Bliss. And you can, you know, start to push her back into the, uh, the women's title mix. Um, the thing is, I, I don't know how, I don't know where her health is. wise. I don't know if that's why they're keeping her in tag team. Um, because, you know, she, every male, you know, the last couple runs not runs, the last couple of pushes she's had individually she's ended up you know with some concussion concerns so i don't know if working as a tag team is helping her stay healthier longer um and if that's the case then that's the smart thing to do is to keep her in tag team but if you know she can be an individual she can be a uh, a solo act then in my opinion it's best to have her as a heel solo act and i think wrestlemania would be an amazing time for her to turn on nikki cross story-wise um uh, but that's only, obviously, if you know, if she can physically handle it. All right, next is Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. Um, this match honestly came out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> you know, it looks like to me they're just gonna they're just throwing Bobby Lashley in there to put Alistair Black over to continue to build his um, to build Black's resume, um, and I, I like Aleister Black. Uh, of course, I like Bobby Lashley a lot, and I think Bobby Lashley is way overdue, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, just seems to be a throw-in match, and so I think Aleister Black goes over here versus Bobby Lashley. Um, then we've got Elias with uh, versus King Corbin. Um, this was... You know silly in my opinion involving uh Rob Gronkowski who's who's Rob Gronkowski uh, I'm not gonna get into Gronk right now but um you know these two have had a bit of a, a build-up over several weeks and you know Corbin is best as a heel I think Elias is best as a heel um there's not much cachet, in my opinion, for this match. Um, I'm going to say that uh, King Corbin gets the win here, but I mean, it's a throw. I mean, it's it's, it's a bit of a throwaway match. There's no real stakes here. This match isn't going to be vaulting Corbin towards a title or Elias towards a title. So, you know, I, I don't know what to me a king of the ring is got to you know a guy wins king of the ring you know either you if you got to use that to put him near the top he's got to be working with top guys uh, because he's your king of the ring so that means he's a top guy um, and unless you're king of the ring and you use the end up decide to use the tournament to mock the person to show that they're not the king you know if you had him beat a whole bunch of jobbers to win the tournament um, then that would have been one thing, but that's, that's not the case. So, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're doing with, with Corbin on this, but in my opinion, Corbin goes over on a And then the final match of the card that we have is Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, the fight over Mandy, the war of Mandy Rose. And if you're a history buff, that's a reference to the War of the Roses. Um, yeah, this, uh, this is good. This has been an entertaining feud. Um, you know, the the look on poor Otis's face when he got, when he's at the restaurant and saw Mandy eating with Ziggler. Um, you know, Otis has done great work. Otis is an entertaining guy. Um, and Ziggler is, you know, a fantastic worker. This match, and, and not to take away from Otis, Otis, that's a big dude, and that dude can do a whole lot. Um, I, I think, uh, of course, I forget his name right now, but I think his tag partner can do more, but his tag partner does not have the the charisma. He um, doesn't have the if factor that Otis does have. But I think this match could be very entertaining. This match could be, one of the better matches of this WrestleMania 36, and my prediction is a face win here. Uh, Otis gets to win. I think, however, story wise, Mandy is going to choose Ziggler. Um, you know, I think it will be. It will help. I think Mandy needs some more definition. As far as you know, what her character breakout is going to be, and I think being one of Vince's blonde bombshells, I think a heel would be best for her. Um, it, it, the way they make her up and dress her, and you know her gear and such, I think she looks more of the snobbish heel persona. Naturally, um, she could be the sweetest person in the world, and she maybe I you know I don't know. I just think that the the way that she is presented leans more towards the snobbish heel. Um, and I think she would probably be great at that. Um, and turning on Otis and, and going for the, the prettier guy, um, I think would, would be a good idea story wise for, um, I I really think it would be. And I think, uh, Otis going over will make the fans happy, um, but in the end, he unfortunately, you know, he wins that battle, but loses the war as Manny decides to go with Dolph Ziggler. So well, those are your boy Rockin' Mr. Magic's predictions for this WrestleMania two-day event, WrestleMania 36. What do you think of the predictions? for my thoughts behind the predictions what are your predictions again i'd love to know what you're thinking uh you'll comment on this when it's posted on facebook or in twitter Um, and of course it'll be in the Jeek nation community on facebook where i would love to see you uh, interact with not only myself on this but also the other jeeks we want to know what you all think of this wrestlemania can't wait to uh chat with you all on the WrestleMania thread that we will have posted uh, tonight and tomorrow. And until next time, get yourselves over, Marks. Oh, no! oh!